peace. What's going on, people? It's the guy Rashad Nasir. And 12 Tree. You are not listening to the What Up Joe podcast. The only podcast that matters in Chicago. You did. Top five, dead or alive. Know the vibes. <laughs> From the crib with love. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this episode, we got a um, a very special episode. It's always a good one when we can get uh, one of these guys on the show. Uh, we got the homie Mayor from Halstead. What's going on, my G? Yo, yo, what's good? What's going on, man? Just to make sure I'm getting it right, are you just going by Mayor these days? I mean, you know, I'm the little jockey DJ Chase Money, a.k.a. Mayor Money. You know what I'm saying? MC Extraordinary, you feel me? You know how that shit go, but I just go by Mayor Money, you feel me? Mayor Money, for sure. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, for people who may not be familiar with you, and Halstead, can you give a little background? Okay, so me and Halstead are not synonymous. I do I work with Halstead, work for Halstead uh, as a as a host slash um I guess you could call me a marketing exec or whatever. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? I do the marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh I work I work on the social media. I help I help curate the events, stuff like that. But me as as my own brand, I am the lit jockey DJ Chase Money, aka Mayor Money of Little City. I go by Mayor Money for short. Uh that long name is just like cause I'm the type of dude I, I do a lot. I kinda do it all. Um so it just kind of describes just the all that I do. Um I have a brand called Made by Money. It's been switched up over the years. It started out as Liddy City, which is how I got my name Mayor, because I'm the mayor of Liddy City. Uh, but my brand now is is made by money. M a d e x m u e y. Made by money is a brand that uh specializes in uh creative consultation. So like I just pretty much give you the the solid ideas to move forward with your brand. Uh, you know, help out with a couple of resources, do a little bit of marketing and stuff like that. But that's pretty much my brand is just to aid and assist. I call it the middleman brand. For sure, for sure. So so with that being said. And not to be an asshole about it, but just kind of like to get it out there. What what qualifies you for that? Uh experience. Uh I've been doing this pretty much all my whole life. Uh but it but it's it's more of an experience. But I and 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 it's funny you ask that because that's why I went back to school. So I, I realized coming up and building my brand, you know, saying that question will pop up a lot. Well, what qualifies you to do A, B, X, Y, Z, whatever, right? So I spent about seven years in radio. Uh, it's mostly college radio, but I spent about seven years in radio, uh, radio and podcasting. So I understand how the media of it works. Because uh, pretty, I'm pretty much from a media entertainment background. The only thing that qualifies me to assist artists uh, is started with the media. Like, okay, I know how to help not only get interviews, but how to do interviews, you know what I'm saying? Interview prep, stuff like that. Um, and then what kind of pretty much solidifies my qualification is I just graduated or I just finished school at SA Institute in a, uh, a, with an associate's degree in the mu- in the science of music. Uh, uh, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, so, yeah, so in that program, it basically walks you through uh, how to manage an artist, how to curate an event, how to market certain things, you know what I'm saying? It goes over everything. And so I pretty much, I've been going, I've been in school pretty much for the last like seven years in various different programs just to you know what I'm saying? Basically back up my knowledge just to say like, hey, I took these classes, I did these programs, but I've also learned from personal experience. For sure. Yeah. That's important, man. Build up your portfolio. Let everybody know that you, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're versatile in all these different aspects and what you can bring to the table. So you technically, would you consider yourself like the marketing director? So to speak, would that be like your title? I mean, I know you, you 
don't have a position with Halstead necessarily, but like if you know, if you were called upon to do so, like it would be I, what media director, marketing director. I I would say curator. Curator. Because uh, I because I I not only curate help curate the shows, but I also curate the uh, content. So okay. I, I help create partnerships with other brands. So we'll film other people's podcasts. Shout out to the guys podcast, but we've been doing some work with them. Um, but basically, yeah, like what we were trying to do with, 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 uh, what up Joe in the beginning, like those are the type of things I kind of aid with. I bring, try to bring more people in, try to create more partnerships and, uh, help market the brand best way possible. Thanks. For sure. And, for, and just to give credit, like what credit's due, like, let's be clear for what up Joe, if it wasn't for those few, like, like those few joints that like I recorded with Halstead and some of like like the features that y'all gave me like that shit really projected the show in that in that moment in time where I was doing this shit by myself trying to figure it out yeah. as you know what I'm saying just linked up with um with Peter and shit you know what I'm saying and um shit the interview with Doe from the Go with Nikki Lynette you know what I'm saying I did a, a joint with Kid Ken at the time and in that process of podcasting, because at that time I had interviewed a few artists and shit. We had did Vic Spencer and Chris Crack before and a few other motherfuckers on a previous show. Right. But it really it really put me in the space where I needed to like sit down and figure out like, okay, who am I? What do I want this brand to really represent? Mm-hmm. And what am I what am I giving back to the culture? Right. I think that's you know, I think that's something we stand on with Hoss is, is giving back to Chicago culture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's facts. That's important. Like, I mean, we definitely need to to do more work. Like, uh, the media brands that aren't as big, as, especially on the scale of, you know, these radio media outlets like Hot 97 and, you know what I'm saying, Shade 45 and shit like that. What can we do um, as a unit, right? Because that's kind of Chicago's thing, Chicago has a history and not banding together and elevating everybody, right? So this is um it's kind of been our mission. It seems like we share similar uh similar missions, right? So we just gotta figure out a way to to work with each other. You know what I'm saying? And and elevate Chicago and the culture. Cause um for real, for real, I mean, and I, I say this shit all the time jokingly too to some people, but I'm dead ass serious. Like Chicago is like the center of music and fashion. Yo. Yo, yo. Yeah, my bad, G. The this this app is shitty, nigga. The the fucking signal be dropping all kind of shit. You know? Yeah, that shit was tweaked. Oh, oh yeah, it's all good. Oh, it's all yeah. good. Dude. We I'm on here, Rich. Let's get it. For sure, for sure. So yeah, so um trying to remember what the fuck I was saying last. We're gonna edit this shit anyway. Right. Um but yeah, but I was saying, you know what I'm saying? Um we were talking about the you know, just the platforms giving back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, Halstead as well as What Up Joe is definitely, you know, all about giving back to the culture here and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And just how important that is, especially right now with Chicago, you know, kind of in, in my opinion, you know, being the new mecca of hip hop. Yep. And I think that it's important for like platforms like ourselves to really I'm sorry, you said it's the new what? Chicago, in in my opinion, is the new mecca of hip hop. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like without a doubt. I agree. 
I agree. I and I get a lot of shit for it. Like I'm always saying, Chicago is the center of music, of hip hop, um, particularly of hip hop and fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like street street fashion and just like our influence on fashion in general, right? Like people don't get it. Like the two biggest shoe selling markets, those brands are like home based. Not the brands itself, but like their their marquee, you know what I'm saying, money maker, the golden goose is Chicago. Like you with Nike, it's Jordan and, and with Adidas is Kanye. It's easy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's huge, you know. Um, same for hip hop. I mean, hip hop, a lot of these guys are from Chicago. They move out, they do their thing when they you know what I'm saying, get to Atlanta, New York, or LA, but Chicago. You know what I'm saying? It always, it you know, the paper trail come back here. I think eventually. I think that, I think that hip hop vibe has always tied has always been tied by the fashion. Like, I like I like I feel like um how bro how bro was saying it's the new mecca for music or new mecca for hip hop. Mm. Like, I feel like that's a true yet false statement in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like it's new. Like music wise, we got so many more people getting discovered on on a re- more regular basis than it used to be. Right. But like. On the fashion side, dude, we've always had it. Like, oh, for sure. Like, leaders started the the street, you know what I'm saying, streetwear culture and shit. You know what I'm saying? We got motherfuckers like leaders, Fly. Um, I'm trying to think, Dang, dude, because Fat Tiger. You got Fat Tiger now, yeah. dude. Like, we got so many people that, like, just and, – and they literally – think about all the – like, let's just go back. Think about All-Star Weekend, mm-hmm. right? Yep. First – First city, really, where you done seen like independent brands, independent local brands getting these shoe deals, these major placements yep. during All Star Weekend. You feel what I'm saying? Like Chicago has done the best in, out of any city, just off of All Star Weekend, just off that Thanks. because it's always been so tied into the hip hop industry and hip hop culture through fashion. Thanks. Fashion here has always been on point. You know what I'm saying? That's real. That's real shit. So what people think I'm crazy when I say that I, shit, but no, dead ass. Uh, yeah, like even you mentioned shoes. That uh, shit. Let's go back. Virgil, Virgil Abloh, Virgil Abloh. I, I, I forget how people pronounce his last name, but Virgil, dude, yeah. I, the biggest, biggest fashion nigga ever. Yeah. came out of Chicago and was and Vic Lloyd gave him his first job. You feel me? He represents Chicago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's real. It's just different. Chicago just different. Yeah, that's, a- that's real shit. All these dudes, Don C. Um, he's got his deal. You know, Kanye definitely had his deal with both brands and some fashion brands and you know what I'm saying? Like designers like this, we need to champion more, but they also need to return back to the city and, and do more shit here too. So we could continue to elevate and people can continue to be inspired and shit like that. Right. But, um, right. But, well, what's back to the city to you? I think being present more than like funding, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, niggas need to be present for shit. You know what I'm saying? It's okay for you to be that dad and just send money. But, you know what I'm saying? You need to sometimes be there for your child. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to come do shit. Show them how to throw a football. You know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. Teach them about the birds and the bees. Like, shit like that, you know? I Well, let me ask you this. Huh? Let me ask you this. How you? Let me ask you this. How you feel about all the stuff that they've been bringing to the city lately? Like, with the Louis with Virgil and Louis Vuitton? And they had the Nike lab. Too, oh, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I love it. I love. And you know what? Is, and I think is that more what you're saying. Uh huh. Is that is that more what you mean by 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 uh, being present? Exactly. Like Virgil, Virgil's definitely present. I see Virgil a lot. 
I see Virgil a lot, especially at Soho. I mean, obviously, Channel, Channel's present. You know what I'm saying? These guys are present. But I feel like, you know, the the Kanye. I, I would want more Kanye. I mean, we need more Kanye-inspired inspiration around here in the city and shit like that. Maybe not on his political side of things, but definitely on his um his creative, you know what I'm saying, creative endeavors. He needs to do more, you know what I'm saying? Or I, I at least would like to see more. I can't say what he needs to do. Because obviously he's been working. But um, yeah, I would definitely love to see that. Don C, you know, you only see Don C a couple of times. Like, you know? I feel you. I mean, you know, once you get to a certain level, then you, you, you can't be as accessible. I, I think just I think that I think that's just all it is, honestly. Well, that's what I think. I I can't say for I mean, a fact. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I I would like to see niggas like okay, for instance, Atlanta culture. Like, niggas pull up in their cars, niggas are, you know what I'm saying, niggas are mobbing together, niggas are eating together, you know what I'm saying, that that camaraderie, like, we don't really have that, even amongst our elites here, as much, or it, it ain't it ain't documented to where, you know, we can see that shit, we can feed off that but we, I, but we ain't Atlanta, we Chicago, and that's something I'll be, I, when you hear, I, like, when you hear that so much, I get everybody wanting that type of vibe, mm-hmm. but we ain't them. No, that's real. You know what I'm saying, we ain't Atlanta. The one thing I can say, though, as far as we keep trying to talk about, like, you know what I'm saying, Chicago being on a cohesive joint or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, I think that one one way we do want to be like Atlanta is the fact that it's all money. They rock with each other because it's all money. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like I said, we Chicago. We ain't Atlanta. The mothers got their ties, and everybody ain't tied together. Everybody ain't trying to be in the same room. You feel me? It's not, you feel me? It's not the same. Yeah. Where... Where in Atlanta, I know, I know y'all saw that uh that interview on Everyday Struggle with Two Chains, where he was like, "Must don't care, must be in the studio and be like, hey, come do a song.' Yep. Yeah, it ain't the same here though. Yeah, that's real. But I, w- I would, you know, as an artist, like I would like to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because we we would have, and you know, you know what, I I have seen this before, because we used to do the open mics at U Media, right? With you know, and we talking like 2009, 2010. When Brother Mike was still alive, and he was hosting them at the Hair Washington Library, and um, I tell the story like all the time. So it's you had rappers in there like Alex Wiley, Lucky, um, All of Pivot, John Doe, um, Saba was in there with his guys. Obviously, Pivot, um, Chance. Um, you had all these guys that are doing that shit. You know that are big artists now, right? A lot of a lot of us were there. We were kind of starting there, you know. what I'm saying just doing open mics and shit like that, just fucking around. And um, like you could see, we need more like stuff like that. You know, what I'm saying I, I know open mic is still doing their thing. They're still doing a, um, I don't know if they're here in Washington or they're probably like up north, like on Milwaukee or some shit somewhere. I I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But um, but we need more of that, right? Where artists can come and create, express. Do we? Yeah. I believe so. Do we? I think, so. bro. You th- you know what's and and it's not, I'm not trying to be like down in that type of culture at all. I, I feel I, I feel like it's an oversaturation at this point. I feel like there's a thousand open mics and a shit ton of showcases. You feel mm-hmm. me? Happening at one time or at any point in time in a month. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like we got that. I feel like what's needed more now is education on the actual industry, how to make money. You know what That's saying? true. What artists believe at this point, artists believe that the the role of an artist is to record music and go to open mics. That is what I have observed. 
this is why like Rashad saw the post that he saw mm-hmm. because I observed artists for probably the better part of like last three, four, maybe five years. And the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life is that a lot of artists really just believe that. They really believe like for somehow in their soul, like, bro, if I just get in the studio every day and I go to like four of the mics a week, I'm going to get there. And it's like, no, niggas not discovering R. Kelly on the Red Line platform no more. Do you That's know right. how that shit works? That's you right. gotta- you gotta put in work. That is true. Yeah. That's definitely true. I I think that I will say this though. I think that within the last five years, though, with as many as like spots that were like traditionally hip hop venues have like have like been shut down. I think it does kind of change the the quality of the come up. You know what I'm saying? To where I would agree and say yes, it is a it is a point in time where artists need to get more of the education because one thing about chicago yes we do have a lot of those spots those opportunities those open mics but chicago in my opinion has a history of bad business right you know what i'm saying there's a lot of artists from here that have had or almost had major situations and that because they weren't familiar with the business side of the game they didn't last longer they got jerked yep. you know what i'm saying and or, or they got shelved and we ain't never hear from niggas again, or niggas never really got got the shine that they were supposed to because they didn't know how to move right. I mean, shit, we can go back to the '90s and think about Twister, like do or die, all them niggas, and even know that they are legends. And somebody like like Twister is world renowned. There was a lot of limitations to that shit. You know why? Because they were still street niggas. Yep. They couldn't go to certain places. Niggas couldn't go to you know what I'm saying shows in Detroit and elsewhere without getting into some kind of fucking gang shit you know what i'm saying like those kind of things have traditionally taken away from the business of the city but then a lot of it too is niggas don't know the business and i ain't just talking about the artists either like like a lot of it is that there is no actual business being taught how to you feel me how to handle certain shit so like that's why we got these these scene like these on the scene type acts you know what i'm saying people act you know what i'm saying acting like they doing this, they doing that, mm. and it just comes. It just comes from Chicago. Has always been about the look, for you know sure. Oh, for sure. But but motherfuckers will and motherfuckers will gatekeeper you to death. They will talk about gatekeepers all all day. But no, <laughs> the the problem the problem is niggas are so stuck on the look they don't never educate themselves on what's behind the look. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And that's that might not just be Chicago, but that's what I that's all I've seen in Chicago. I've seen niggas who had talent. And you, you know what I'm saying? And you gave them a little bit of praise and they started smelling their dick and instantly fell off immediately. Yeah. I didn't see I didn't see niggas that got a couple of paid shows and thought they was on to some shit. But then see, I'm the type of nigga like, cause I curate events, right? You better not be talking to me about no money, G, and I ain't never seen you bring more than two people with you to a show. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody told nobody about the business like that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody taught these niggas that, you know what I'm saying, you get paid based off your following, but ain't none of you niggas really got a following. Mm. Niggas got niggas got their friends and their family that support their music and they pawn it off as having fans. You don't get fans. Ain't nobody finna pay for your album today. That's the thing. Like they don't they have not been educated on the music business. They have just been educated on the music scene, entertainment. A lot of these niggas are entertainers. <laughs> feel me? So I mean that's that's what we that's what we at a loss. Just it, it just in the music business in general right now. I know for right now. Um when it came down to twisting them, it's like you said, bro. They were certain type of niggas that couldn't go certain places, but now it ain't like that no more. Everybody ain't a everybody that's doing music ain't, ain't a rapper, rapper. You know what I'm saying? 
these niggas are artists, <laughs> you know, or trying to be artists, want to be artists. They're not, we ain't talking about NWA and Chingy and we, you know what I'm saying? We ain't talking about <laughs> niggas that really can't go certain places. We talking about motherfuckers who can't pay to go certain places. We talking about motherfuckers who don't know about certain places because they don't know the right people. Exactly. That, and that's what, and that's why I go back to oversaturation of open mics. Artists will go to a thousand open mics. Gee, I, bro, I kid you not. I put my right hand to God right now, G. And I'm gonna try to keep the story short. Mm. Last year, shout out Swank Pi. Shout out my homie Brianna Swank Pi. Definitely shout out to Swank. They, they was doing Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw was a panel discussion every Monday. Bree would bring in somebody from the industry, whether it was a, whether they was a fucking cook, designer, producer, whatever. She brought somebody in from the industry and would just do an interview and talk to them. And I promise you, I tell the story all the time because this is what boggles me about Chicago artists. Shout out to Wealthy Soul too, cause they cause they were they were my example. So Wealthy Soul, they got their open mic every Tuesday, right? Right. Cool. Cool. And I and I focus with what they do too, cause they got like they have like a rubric. They got like a curriculum. Like you can't perform over your vocals, yada yada yada. Like they giving people good performance practice. Mm-hmm. Cool. So then you got all these artists that go to that event, bet. But on Monday, the day before that event, was a whole panel with some real industry movers and shakers in the room that probably could have gave you a little bit of advice or probably could have heard your music and put you in tune. Some They could have did something, right? But you didn't go. And then the very following day on Tuesday, you had an open mic in a room full of artists. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was where I, that's where I would start kind of, not, not get frustrated, but I would just be confused. Like, what's really important to you? Right. Are you? Are you just trying to let uh, a group of artists hear your music, or you want to let somebody who's going to do something with it hear your music? Facts. You know what I'm saying? Dave Jeff did one of those raw talks. Dave Jeff, you know what I'm saying, helps curate Silver Block Room, uh, the Silver Room Block Club party, yep. right? Yep. Uh, D. Brooks was in one of them raw talks. D. Brooks is a platinum producer. Uh, DJ Milehow was in there one day, bro, and I'm so mad. A lot of people were in there explaining how your or why your music doesn't get on the radio like these would be real educational moments but art all artists see is get in the stool and go perform that's all they see that's why you got artists getting finessed over paid performance opportunities and shit like that bro yeah no that's real definitely real that's real shit so So, no go ahead so so let's let's start going into like criteria because you already even you know alluded to certain things like you don't even really trying to talk to niggas that don't even have certain following so like for yourself right because you have clients right right so what what is your criteria of like i right, i'm gonna work with you what what are you looking for um it's it's bro it's a slew of things because everybody ain't the same right so i could tell you right now oh you gotta have fifteen thousand followers on instagram right but see, the thing is, you can have 50,000 followers on Instagram and you ain't got no real work ethic. So then I get with you and you over here bullshitting and gagging, and I got a problem. Right. Because I, this is my life's work, so I'm trying to work. So numbers do play a part, but it ain't always numbers because my business is also about artist development. That's what the industry kind of missing. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of in, more independent and local labels are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is stress, stress the artist development part of uh, the industry. And I, I appreciate that. So um, what I would do is artist development so you won't even have a big following. What I need is somebody who's who I can see is serious, got good work ethic, somebody who's gonna spend money and not necessarily on me, but on yourself. Because sometimes when I ask for these fees, it don't even be for me. 
sometimes using like I said, like I said earlier, I'm the middleman brand, right? So sometimes I gotta pay the next resource to give you what you need. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's like my like like I said, my homie Bree, she do PR. I wouldn't do PR because she do PR, right? So once 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 you get to the point where you need PR, I break bread with Bree. You feel me? Like she, she she I know she got it. She know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? I, my whole thing is pointing you in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Uh, brand development and just pointing you in the right direction of I right, this way you should take the next. So my criteria just got to be work ethic, uh, willing willing to spend your own money because a lot of people think they finna get a manager and motherfuckers spend money on. So willingness to spend your own money and uh, <laughs> obviously good content. Sometimes it ain't got to be lyrical. It just got to be good music. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody ain't trying to hear hippity hop rap. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't trying to hear like real rap, reality rap shit anyway. So it just got to be good content, good visuals, good music, good, you know what I'm saying? You in the studio at least once or twice a week, that type of shit. That, that's what I say my criteria is. For sure. Now from a, um, from a marketing perspective, would you, would you, would you put your artists or the people, the artists you work with in the direction of doing more paid like promotions? Because I mean, it seems like that's where the game's going. Like you got to pay to play. Right? I mean, that's, that's what the game been. Right. That's what the game been. It's always been pay to play. That should, I, it's so funny to me that people like sometimes act like that shit is new. Like, Payola was a thing, my nigga. They had to outlaw it. So well, how the fuck do you? How the fuck do people think that pay, pay play is is a new thing? Like we just finessing niggas out they coin. No nigga ain't shit free. Yeah, the labels, the the motherfucking labels pay for them Spotify uh playlist slots, dude. Like you know what I'm saying? That, that's the whole point of being up, getting up with a label. The whole point of getting up with a label is to have access to certain shit you wouldn't have access to on this level. Right now, I don't have access to Spotify to get you on that rap caveat playlist. But if I had a label, I bet you they, I bet you them motherfuckers slots a good ten bands each. Oh, for sure. You know. So like, yeah, I, I, I do believe that people should pay for marketing. I think though, and this is this is actually facts, and this is why I say I literally teach niggas from experience. Mm. I spent two years building a brand from scratch with nothing, no money, no nothing. I went. I started going to school, and in my school tuition, they gave me a laptop and a camera. And from there, I was fucking going. I I did what I could without no type of funds. I was on CTA with a motherfucking student pass, so the student, so you know, what I'm saying the rides was free, so I didn't have to spend no money. Like I did every single thing I possibly could, up to the point where it's like, okay, nigga, we not doing no more favors for you. Ain't no more bartering. You you got to pay for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Facts. And that's what I think. I think I think that if you really got a passion for your shit, man. Stick it out. Do what you can without spending no money. Do every single thing you can without spending no money. Imagine where you'll be when you get the money and you know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I would definitely say start start with word of mouth. Start with the Facebook, the social media. Do yo everything you possibly can. But once you see like, okay, I'm peaking at a certain number of likes. I'm peaking at a certain number of comments. People not really looking at my shit no more. Okay, then I. Right, now I gotta start paying for a little bit of promotion. You know what I'm saying? So for sure, yeah. That I, I, it's, it's always I'm always gonna give you a double sided answer, bro, because it's always it's always two perspectives. It's always yeah, but like yeah. it's always two perspectives. Like the same niggas we call gatekeepers. You know what I'm saying? They don't fuck with little niggas for some for some reason. You just gotta understand why. So yeah. So I'm glad you go ahead, Danny, because I know you had a point. No, I um no, I was just asking the question for for the uh, you know the masses and shit, so we get it documented okay. that. You know, it's important 
for artists to invest in themselves and not rely on management, right? And I think that's important. Like, I mean, because my, me myself as an artist, like I, I spend thousands, you know what I'm saying, alone on just studio time, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and producing to the point where I had to start buying the equipment myself to cut that price in half, right? So setting up your right. own shit at home, you know what I'm saying? So then I could ch- cut half of that and put half into maybe buying beats or buying more software so I can start making the beats or, you know, use it for, you know, promoting, promotion and marketing and stuff like that. So I just think it's important for us to get this on record so that, you know, our listeners can be like, all right, cool. All right, maybe I don't need to be, you know, searching for a manager. Maybe I don't need to be scratching at people's doors and shit like that. Maybe if I just focus on myself and, and learn the marketing scheme. Cause it, I mean, it's, it's on web. Like it's, you can YouTube this shit. It's that, it's that simple for real. Right. And everything, everything is Googleable. Yeah. So how bad do you want it? For sure. Right. Like, are you, are you going to go teach yourself? And that's something like, that's something I also, I'm really big on with my clients. Uh, I always say, I, I won't ask you to do nothing. I wouldn't do so. What I want, I want you to be passionate. I want you to like really put time into this. Don't look for me for every answer. Shit, you should be googling shit. I because you should be telling me I'm wrong sometimes. Like, nah, bro, that ain't what I read. Or, well, you know what I'm saying. Or this is what I saw. Maybe we could try this. Like, that's what I be wanting to hear from my artists because that's how you know they serious. Right. When an artist, when an artist calling your phone every day, you know what I'm saying. Like, let's get to this work. That make you feel good on the inside. Being in my position, it's like, all right, I'm not wasting my time with you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying, but. Everybody not like that, so you know, you, you get you get you get used to it. I done, I done been through probably a good twenty artists. Seriously, I probably been through a good twenty artists. Yeah. At the end of the day, what I, the one thing I learned is none of them stick around. Damn. None of them. Damn. Not a nail. Not a nail. One of them. You can't hold on to not one artist. I don't know how John Monopoly and Kanye got along for so long. Don't know <laughs> how they did it. Don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you, but I'm telling you, it's it's hard to hold on to that one artist. Like motherfuckers, just you gotta you gotta test people's will. Sometimes you know you gotta you gotta see how far you can push the envelope to see if niggas a bender break, you know, to see if what niggas are really in it for. And that's that's what I stress a lot to people. But is that but is that my is it my job to see if they're gonna be in the break or is it their job to see if they're gonna be in the break? I mean, without it depends on like who's. You know what I'm saying? It depends on like who presents the pro, you know, the product to whom. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it depends on both sides and the level of interest. Yeah. Like, yo, what, I what mean, can I do for you? You know? Like what can I you do? That. I can definitely understand that. I can see why you say that, and that's not wrong at all. But I always come from the perspective of, and I was literally just telling my homie this, I think this morning or yesterday, dude. Artists never look at what they do as a job and that the at least the ones that don't look at what they do as a job is the ones that will fail every time mm-hmm. the ones that ask themselves why they not getting on every time the ones that always walking up to the big homie and begging for some shit every time you know why because they never treat being an artist like a job if you if you really signed up for this like say this was an actual job you signed up to be an artist and you know you had to show up every day and do your marketing get on social media every day and post a video to get paid Niggas would do it, but niggas think that this is some type of magic wishing well, and that if you hop in the studio for a good thirty days, uh, some A and R from some big label is gonna come give you three hundred k. It's not happening. You know what I'm saying? My 
Motherfuckers treat this shit like a true fairy tale. It'd be funny as hell. Exactly. Shit's definitely not easy. I mean, a lot of these songs that artists are putting out now, they've been out for years before they, you know, it, it caught on. It's just their marketing got better through those years. Like LMA. Yeah, exactly. I mean, X. X. Yeah. His shit came out, I think, a year or uh, more of a, a year. Well, yeah. I think it was a little bit over a year until it, before it got, you know, started generating some buzz. And then within that year, he was just straight marketing. Check West. Yep. Check West. Hey, Mo Bamba was out because I heard Mo Bamba then a year and a half before it yep, really got ready. Shit's crazy. So, I mean, yeah, that's and important. That- and that's a testament to, to you know what I'm saying, consistency. Like you said, this shit has to, you got to look at this shit like a job. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of artists of, of all types, we usually have this mindset of like, if something doesn't pop the way that we expect it to, we have to start over or, you know, come from a different angle. And it's like, nah, you just got to really work that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy trying, trying to create a, a well-oiled machine. At all. You know, yeah. so it's you know, I mean, definitely. I mean, I, I started a, a collective, you know, what I'm saying with with just artists in the city that I could trust, but it was basically centered around coming up with a group of people together collectively, whether it be us pitching in to buy equipment for our videos, whether it be helping people buy beats help people marketing, whatever, just, you know, local artists, just whatever, and shit like that. And, um, like, I can start to see, like, people try to fall out of it and shit like that. So that's when you really see, like, who's who's really rocking with you and who's not. So we've had plenty of artists over the years be like, you know what, I don't think I can do it anymore. Like, people that tell me personally, like, I don't think I can do it anymore. But then I have people who are really good at sticking around obviously life hits reality hits right you know money's tight things happen you lose a job death in the family you go ghost for a little while but then some you start to see like who's really strong-minded who's strong-willed and who's really there for the whole the ride and those are the people you invest in you know so yeah shout out nah, to 888 yeah. you know no nah, yeah that's facts i definitely went through a couple of those situations and i i had to uh, I had to realize I actually work better on my own because yeah. I don't do well with all that ghosting and all that other shit, man. Like, I be putting in a lot of work. I just expect you to put in the work I'm putting in. You feel yeah. At least communicate. I mean, if you're going to go on a vacation, nigga, I mean, just be like, yo, nigga, here go my two weeks real quick. Nigga, I'll be back. That's some shit. I mean, communication is key. It seems like people just be weird about that shit, too, sometimes. So. Niggas don't like being wrong, G. Niggas don't like admitting when they're wrong. That's really, that's really what it come down to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which 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 is truly um, I feel like that that speaks to to confidence, cause niggas niggas be scared of of failing. Fact, you know what I'm saying? Niggas be scared of failing. But I want to go back a little bit. You had um had mentioned a couple of times gatekeepers, and that's something that I often go back and forth with and thought. And like even on this show, like even when I've had like Doe on or. Or Peter, like I regard them as somewhat gatekeepers, you know, even though that they don't necessarily like the title. I still think that it's important that that we have those kind of people who have the uh, ability to push a button. I do think that that's necessary. But you mentioned that a lot of a lot of the so-called gatekeepers don't really fuck with the 
the younger niggas. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's start by let's start by addressing the fact that gatekeepers is not only a bad but totally stupid term. Um, but I understand it also too, though. I get where it comes from. I get why people use it, but it's just dumb. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Um, there are people, there are, I, you know, I call them big homies. I call them big homies because what I feel like describes a big homie, a big homie is a nigga who has been in the game, who has the knowledge to pass it on and passes it on. So whoever he chooses to pass it on to, because it's not everybody, right? but who chooses to pass it on to, that is what you will quantify as a big homie in my mind, right? So you got these big homies, like you mentioned Peter or well, who else you, that you mentioned? Doe. Doe. You, you yep. mentioned Doe. Um, and I mentioned Bree, right? These are all people I consider big homies to me personally because I, I converse and work with them on the regular, right? Um, but like the thing is, what I noticed in working with them and why I only use the term big homies, never really gatekeepers, um, is that I've noticed and through, and I'm finna do like some some weak ass name dropping right now, but this is just some real <laughs> nigga shit. This is some real nigga shit. Uh, when being around Dave Jeff, uh, DJ Mistow, she from New York, uh, Vic Lloyd, Tony Baines, Mike 100, uh, Bree, Peter, Doe, they all pretty much be in the same circle. That's how I know all of them, right? Whether it's through an interview or some some event we did or whatever, the fuck, I know all that's how I know all of them. And what I've always noticed from being around any of them is that they've never been afraid to pass on knowledge. They've never been afraid to pass on resources. They pass them on to who they pass them on to. Mm-hmm. And, what I've no- and what I've noticed with that, on top of that, is that the people that they typically pass them on to, they know. So they know they're not just passing this resource off to no goofy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think about it. You send you send a goofy to the plug, and he fuck up with the plug. The plug coming after you, right? So that's sure. how this shit works. That's how this shit works. And when people complain about gatekeepers, you know they're not from the hood they say they're from. Because it's shit like that. Because if you was from the hood, you knew you was from, and you knew about plugs the way you thought you knew about plugs, then all this shit would be relative to you. It would be exactly the same as being in the hood. Right. Feel me? That's why the term gatekeeper is dumb, because it's like, no, they, they just are what they are. They the plug. They have something you don't have, and because they don't want to give it to you, you're mad. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty much where the term gatekeeper came from. It's, and it's, it's not even like that. It's just shit. Everything come with a price tag. <laughs> you feel me? Whether it's clout or money, everything comes with a price tag. So if you got a big homie who got access to all this shit and you think they're supposed to give access to you, they're not giving it to you because you ain't worthy of it. Point blank, period. That's just what I, that's personally what I've noticed. I've, I have also noticed those quote unquote big homies who are just stingy with their shit. But nobody has ever been obligated to give us shit. Right. One thing I've learned coming up in this industry, bro, is that there's never been a soul who was just going to hand me some shit. When I was coming up as a DJ, I first started, uh, I, I started DJing when I was 11. But when I first started DJing for real, was in college at Western Illinois 2013. And I remember being on Twitter, and I can always try to tune in with niggas. I always tried to get them to give me a little bit more game on the DJing game or whatever. But nobody wanted to tune in. I remember complaining one time, like, man, ain't, ain't nobody trying to help a young nigga. And one of my big homies at the time was just like, bro. Ain't no, it ain't nobody's job to help you out, nigga. Go learn that shit. And that's what all of this comes down to at the end of the day. That's what this entire, the entire scope of like what we be talking about on a regular basis as far as gatekeepers and resources in Chicago and unity and all this other shit is that people have to understand that this shit is a game. Mm-hmm. And, there are dollars, and there are dollar signs behind it. And if niggas made everything accessible, how would everybody make money? It would be no real money to go around. 
You feel know I me? Mean? Niggas lane hop every day. It's a thousand photographers. It's a million artists. There's like two trillion producers and engineers, my nigga. If niggas just gave out resources, none of us would really make money. Because everybody would be fucking lowballing all day. I mean, you I agree with that to a certain extent, but I feel like that's why we're at a disconnect here. And that's why I bring up Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a mentality that I, I agree with, but but for, like, certain shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, for certain things. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to... I don't know. And it's weird because a lot of Atlanta niggas are from Chicago. They're from the Midwest. That's, that's to be honest with you. Um, but I feel like we don't need to have that mentality of not lending a helping hand as much. We just need to be careful with who we give it to. Like, I agree with you on that, but definitely we should be like, all right, you know, it ain't shit for me to put somebody on game if they, like you said, if they deem worthy, you know? And I feel like a lot of people now are trying to be worthy. You know what I'm saying? It's just, they're not, they just maybe are, are, mentally weaker than some others, right? It doesn't mean that they don't have the talent. It just means that sometimes they need more than the next person. But, I mean, I do agree with you. Just a tad I couldn't, I honestly, I just, it, t- it, it took me a while to really get over certain things, man. I used to do a lot of Instagram rants and shit like that. Like, Rashad, that post you saw on Facebook was like, <laughs> that shit was Reggie compared to the shit I used to do on social media, but it was only because I got real passion for the shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like when I say this, shit, this shit been my life, dude. Like radio, radio and music and DJing has been my life since I was like a jit, literally nine, ten, eleven, eleven years old. You feel me? Okay. And I'm, I'm in grammar school telling niggas I'm gonna be a DJ my whole life. You feel me? Like since this is this is what I do. Music is what I do. Entertainment is what I do. Right. So like after a while, it started getting to me like how people really be people talk about gatekeepers but let's talk about these artists you know what i'm saying who get like a thousand views or two thousand views get a little buzz going and think they a superstar like yeah let's talk let's talk about all the problems in the industry but you know what i'm saying everybody is so quick to blame somebody well yeah they be holding on to this well yeah that's because <laughs> they just saw they they done seen ten thousand goofy motherfuckers like you already to the point where they like nah bro i don't know you know what i'm saying you gotta earn that shit so people be so people be so quick to talk about gatekeeping, man. And it's out here. It's true. Chicago is really like that. But that's Chicago in general. That's Chicago is, is just a, a city of stingy motherfuckers, bro. This is the most corrupt city in the fucking country, I think. I could, I could agree with that. But let's get one thing straight, though. That's only amongst the black community. This shit's not happening with the Jews and the Asians. They, they know how to stick together. Like, you know, that's why we need to change that narrative. Sure. I don't even I don't even know if that is necessarily true. It's and not. I only say, and I only say that because we're not necessarily in those communities to know what goes on behind doors. Nigga, we went, we went Wait, to that say school. that again. We went say to that again. school. What you mean? We went all right. So we went to all right, so that area, that West Town, uh what the fuck yeah, is over there? Yeah, uh huh. That is the pre- that predominantly like growing up, that was a Polish neighborhood, like right. earlier, and then it became like you know all these other schools and shit. So it got you know you got Humble Park down the way, you know you got the white people north, and then you got like Negroes west too, 
and it, it was it was first Polish. So you know that scholastic school that they had over there? Oh yeah, for sure. All right. So check this out. That whole block of that that what Holy Trinity was Holy Trinity was on. Um, you know how like we they had those homes in the back? You know, yeah, saying? Noble we Square the back to get the noble and shit like that. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. All of that shit is Polish owned. All of it is Polish owned. And we're talking families. Like, I remember having this conversation with one of the teachers. She was telling me, like, this area, even though they don't live here, they own this shit. And it's a lot of the families who are invested in that shit. It's like they did, like, some crowdfunding shit where they just put money in and started buying up the real estate. And they moved out because they saw, like, the area was kind of getting bad. You know how white people get scared. So they, they come down when they need to, only for church. That church that was there right next to the school, still Polish. Till this day, that's the only time they come down here for real, for real. Or to that school, that scholastic school. And I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy. And the same shit happens up in Rogers Park and shit with those fucking the Jewish neighborhoods and stuff like that. Gee, trust me, they know. They know how to fucking band together and put some money together. For real, for real. Like, I, we niggas I, is not doing that like that. Uh, I, my nigga, first of all, first of all, let me... <laughs> Let me be that guy that they probably call Ruckus or Uncle Tom. Now go ahead and tell, and tell you that let that niggas be so quick to make it a racial thing, even when it's when you claiming a a more um, biased against blacks, like when you say like black on black this or black on black that, mm-hmm. like it's black not coming together and black people this. No, it's people. Niggas are selfish. And I don't mean, when I say niggas, I don't mean black people. I just mean niggas. Everybody is selfish. You feel what I'm saying? It ain't about what they can or can't do. You know why that, Why you say the Asians come together or this culture come together? Most of them are related in, in most cases. In most cases, most of them are related. You don't got no strangers just, oh, yeah, let's pull our money together and build up this neighborhood. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, you do. Them, yeah, you do. Most of them know each other. That's why it comes It comes down to that, because they actually know each other. You got to think about the people in Chicago. You talk about black people. Think about the people that do know each other that pull each other up. Think about the drug dealers who got money, and they little homie can really ha- rap, and they put money behind them. Think about the uncle with a with a record label and he know one of the kids in the hood that could really make it so he put some money behind him like yeah like people black people do it they just don't do it on the on the scale that every black person wants them to do basically they want us all to be fucking kumbaya through the hood you know what i'm saying and goddamn it putting money in kids pockets when we see him in the candy store fuck that okay black people do like, I, I do agree with you like black people do do it i'm not saying it, it's a novice to black people what i'm saying is you see actual racist buying up the blocks. Nigga, Chinatown will forever be Chinatown, not because two of the Asians own Chinatown. There's a reason why they're, they're only allowing Chinese people to live there, one, and work there. You, you, could try, you could try to rent in Chinatown if you wanted to. I, I think that a lot of it is really of, of people knowing and being related to each other, not just by, by being familiar and family, but being aligned by, by principles. I really it's think culture. that's what that's big. Exactly. Yeah. It definitely comes down to culture. And it, it also comes down to black people not knowing their culture specifically. Honestly, black isn't a culture. You're not aligning yourself with the culture. That's a color. That that's, but do it you, really starts with that, to be honest with you. But you want to know what's so cold about that, though? Um, you want to know what's so funny to me about that? 
the fact that and the re- this is why I love the culture, my G. And, and we're we going to get to talking about the culture in a second. But let me tell you why I love the quote-unquote culture. Uh-huh. The culture is what black people made from nothing. Exactly. We were like, we were literally, we were stole from the crib. We over here. We ain't got no real history because they beat it out of us, right? Sure. And all, all these years of oppression and all this other shit, and 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 creating music for years, bro. For years, niggas created music. Niggas created rock and roll. Niggas created everything, right? But we still couldn't get the recognition. And then niggas created hip hop. Oh shit! America lost its mind. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> like, we literally literally created a culture that everybody wants a part of. Everybody wants a piece of. You know why every country in a in the world plays basketball? Because of Michael fucking Jordan. This is shit. Not not like dead ass. That is that's why everybody in the world knows about basketball and plays basketball is because of Michael fucking Jordan. Obviously they had teams prior to that, but I'm just saying the prevalence of it is because they saw this great motherfucker who was also, you know what I'm saying, pushed up by hip hop. This is true. And I don't I don't I don't knock that. Right, like we definitely probably have the most icons. I think I agree with you. Like we we definitely produce the most icons. I agree with you, but I know for one thing we don't own this shit. Like we don't own hip hop, which unfortunately, but that's super. How come we don't? Right? How come we don't? We don't own it. The money behind hip hop is white, and we we need to own it. We need to take that shit. Okay, you okay, you 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 you're saying in more of like a tangible kind of sense, man. Black people will forever and always own hip hop, bro. Oh yeah, we created oh, it. But we 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 control the we control the ties and how they change. The Migos got everybody smoking backwards. Chief Keith had white boys sagging sagging their pants and wearing polos. Ralph wore polos with the collar poked up. Like we always gonna own this shit, bro. You you mean in a more tangible sense of like the money that we make off of it and the, and the royalties and all that other shit and that's coming in a time now where people are getting more educated about their music so it's gonna come but like bro black people always gonna I promise you black people always gonna own hip hop it's never gonna change ever I don't know so what you think I think we I think we produce it black people are always gonna be there to become the maker the curator but the overseer is what I have a problem with nigga that means that we're working for people technically. For sure, and 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 like that—that that is a byproduct of just just the history of business, and it does go back into education. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that um, black people—we're always the creators of the cool. You know what I'm saying? We do shit and we make shit created very effortlessly, and people outside of our culture and our communities you know, catch on to it and they love it. I will agree that when it comes down to the 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 reproducing and like repackaging of it, you know, we haven't ma- all the way mastered that in the sense of owning hip hop. But I think like we first have to deal with hip hop as, uh, as, as just like the essence of what it is. Like before hip hop is a music industry, it's a way of life. For sure. So right. it's a in that sense, we will always own it. But I think that as as we start to moving forward, we have to be mindful and careful about when we start making money off of this shit. And I think that the reason the game is the way it is is by those that came before us. So we just gotta really get a grip on it at this point. True. You know what I'm saying? 
No, I think that I think that I think that's been coming in the recent in the in the recent months uh, lately. That where we've seen motherfuckers trademarking shit more and copywriting shit. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? People are really getting in tune, but I what I really want to know is how much I are they actually educating themselves? Because anybody could just go fucking Google trademarking some shit. Right. Like what what are you trademarking it for? You know what I'm saying? What are you what do you do? Why are you doing things you're doing? And that's a that's a big part about uh this culture or the scene or the industry or whatever, is that niggas don't really got a purpose. Uh, I, I've I've been I've been to two trade schools. You know what I'm saying? As far as the entertainment industry goes, right? Mm-hmm. And anywhere in the entertainment industry, you're gonna always find that. You know what I'm saying? You always gonna find that motherfucker who who thinks it's cool. Like I, I obviously I go to SAE right now, right? So there's always gonna be that guy who thinks being a producer is cool. I went to IMS for media and TV, so there's always gonna be that one chick who thinks being on TV is cool. But like, how much do you actually care about the industry? Learning about it, knowing about the people that have, you know, what I'm saying, proceeded doing this industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it comes down to having a direction, to actually caring about it, which a lot of people don't. Yeah. I I, I, I think I made a post about that shit the other day, where I was, you know, what I'm saying, I pretty much just said like, for some of us, it's a passion. For some of y'all niggas, it's just another way to make money. For sure, because niggas don't study the game. Yeah. Niggas don't study the game, and see, and that's the reason why. I like the idea of what I believe a gatekeeper is in my mind. And I think a part of that comes a little bit from my like New York upbringing, because I think that when, when we start looking at like East coast hip hop, I think that there, there's been plenty of gatekeepers that at least felt that they were a part of the preservation of the culture. For sure. Not necessarily the business, but the culture. For sure. But I think, but I think a part of that is being mindful as we already actually spoke about earlier, about who you give that game to. Nah, you know fact. fact. I mean, I'm going to keep it G with you, though. In the sense where you say we know about the niggas in New York who preserve the culture, we, meaning you, or somebody who gives a shit about Chicago culture knows about who preserved the culture here. Like I mentioned, uh, Vic Lloyd and leaders and, and, and people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them... On a on a monthly basis, just being outside or not even being outside. Even when I see the events that they do, I watch them on a on a weekly to monthly basis. Preserve the culture in Chicago, right? You know, these are these are uh, you know what I'm saying. You think uh, we talking about people who could low key get on the phone with motherfuckers like John Monopoly and Kanye and shit like that. And if we really needed something, if they really felt like we needed something, but like I don't even feel like it's that. I feel like they know what they're doing. They're and they're doing a good job preserving what's going on, you know what I'm saying, in the city. So I think it's just that I, again, it goes back to the look. You know what I'm saying? If these niggas ain't famous like the niggas we know in New York, motherfuckers in Chicago acting like they don't exist. And that's a fact. Oh yeah. That's a mm. fact. Oh who is oh who is he? I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name no names, but I was working on a I was working with a radio show at one point and they asked me about uh or they're not asking me but it was it was overall meeting and they were asking about uh, who to interview and shit like that, and so I mentioned I mentioned fact t- the Fat Tigers guys. So I mentioned Big Lloyd. I mentioned uh, Dez Rello, right? I also mentioned uh, Alexandria. I think it's Alexandria Cart. She was on uh, Project Runway just recently, right? I'm, I mentioned those those four people because Alexandria was just on Project Runway, and Fat Tigers and them was getting this was right around All Star Weekend, and they was getting their shoe releases. And niggas looked at me like I was tweaking, like who the fuck is them? <laughs> And I was just like, 
right, you right. Because they was like, well, are they going to help the brand? They were, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of talking greasy. Like, I was just mentioning people that I like. Like, they what? Like they didn't help hold no fucking weight. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> like, what? Are you, what? He was like, just because they on TV don't mean, man, Alexandria just got a collab with Lululemon. Y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> like that's fucked like, up. Like that's that's just the thing, bro. This should be too uh too cloudy for niggas, bro. Motherfuckers be too worried about clout. They don't be worried about how people really impacting the culture. Cause there's people out here that's really actually impacting the culture. You know what I'm sure. saying? Yeah. Like at a time where Chicago was buzzing for three independent brands to have their own shoe. Yeah. And I watched Big Lloyd talked about this because uh during All Star Weekend I hosted an event with him uh called uh Sneaker Summit. And they did a little panel with Vic Lloyd uh, and a couple of reps from like Foot Locker and shit like that, right? And um, Vic was saying, damn, I lost my train of thought. Uh, fuck, yeah, he was saying, my bad. Vic was saying, not only did he say that he gave Virgil a job, that was low-key the first time I ever heard that information. He was the one that gave Virgil his first job in Chicago. Fucking ridiculous to me. That's crazy, right? But uh, more importantly, what he was saying was that Adidas came to them. They didn't go to no Adidas boardroom and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Adidas came to their boardroom at their store in their office. You know what I mean? Like, these are the type of people that we got in Chicago hip-hop. And that's why it's like, okay, so you don't know him, so he not important. Right. But these niggas got whole brands coming to their office for shoe releases and shit. Come on now. And that's that's the main problem. If I got to say anything, like, you want to talk about gatekeepers or you want to talk about fucking... Uh, artists that that lack work ethic all those people that we talking about on the negative side they all they all lined up and, and locked into that 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 clout group think space yeah. like clout really means shit that that influencer shit where like oh i get ten thousand followers i'm an influencer i can charge people for this and i can promote this and all this other shit but like man like niggas don't even understand the principles of influence and niggas don't understand the actual definition of clout because then they will understand that a lot of niggas don't got it right so like that's so that's why again to my original point it all comes down to education. A lot of niggas be really miseducated around here, right? So would you say that niggas need to 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 enroll in a you know what I'm saying and and SAE and and IMS to learn more? Or yeah, I would I would always say that. Uh, I've I've always said that in, in my in my tenure at both schools or whatever. Um, I I said that this is the perfect time for schools like this. But one students, uh, the people that are actually passionate—that's that's another thing right. though, because you be fuckers enrolling these schools that ain't really for this shit. So then the people that are actually passionate about it don't really know about it or don't take it serious. Cause I I thought SAE was a joke. Uh, like I used to see the ads on Facebook and I'd be like, this shit ain't real. <laughs> like this this shit fake. And I, I ended up actually real. going one day, and it was like, oh shit, I'm I'm in this joint. You feel me? Yeah. Like. That's exactly how I felt about IMS. I graduate from that next month. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get it. I totally get Look it. Look at y'all media niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey. man I, this has been my whole, man. Media is my whole life, G. Like, media made me for real. No cap. Oh, straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from, I'm from the era where, like, I remember when fucking you media got here. Like, I was one of them, them fucking, the fucking after school matter kids right. that had the program. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Building studios and blogging, and you know what I'm saying? Recording music videos and all that shit. Like that shit sparked that me. Shit's popping. You know what I'm saying? In in addition to being a fan, 
of the culture. Yeah. And because because for me that that that's what really drives me is the fact that like when I when I think about certain artists and I want to do interviews and you know what I'm saying when I want to touch base and get to know I'm approaching that shit as a fan first and a podcaster media guy second right you know because I really love this shit I love this culture you I'm know imprint you know bro crazy enough I disagree with that thought process wait say that. My entire my entire thought process is to not enter it as a fan at all. Mm. I feel like I feel like that's a mistake that a lot of our peers make. Like like you may do it and, and you may be able to hold up and be professional about it, right? But I feel like a lot of our peers make that mistake of being a fan and not being uh you know what I'm saying a journalist, not being a media person. They 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 just they want to be friends with these. Not artists. being they want to take they want pictures with these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like right. That's what that I'm not I'm not about that life. I'm really about this media shit i'm i'm really about being unbiased you know what i'm saying like if we got a blog if you got a blog and you posting the same three artists like do you really have a blog or do you have a landing page for your three artists mm. you know what i'm saying like like a, a lot of this shit be people not um not being unbiased and that's just something like just being fans so like uh i think me and my homie was talking one time about artists or uh media personalities that go to events and say media to get in for free, but ain't ain't even covered the event. Ain't ain't even took their iPhone out to take no pictures. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because media became cool at a certain point. People saw like, oh, there's a bag in podcasting, there's a bag in radio, right? So like now it's just cool. It's another thing that's just cool. Motherfuckers don't really follow the rules of this shit for real. Okay, cool. But I got a question then. So how how unbiased can you be when somebody's paying for an article or paying for their music to be featured, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 see, and that's so. It's, I'm glad. I'm so glad you asked. Bro. I'm gonna get some gems away for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what's so weird to me is what exactly are they paying for? Answer that. What when when somebody's paying for coverage on a blog or whatever? What exactly are they supposed to be paying for? Well, when you're paying for your, I mean, if I were to pay, I would want the article or I want my music to be featured. So I want. My my, you know, I want I want to gain fans. I want to start building um, traffic through my my page, my website. No, no, no. So as an artist, I get what you want, right? Right. But I'm saying, like, so just think think of it from a blog perspective. Okay. What exactly is that blog offering for that payment? What is what is it that they're giving you? Just a write up? Oh yeah, like a write up or a feature. That's yeah, it, like a feature. That's it. Yeah. That is all. Okay. You 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 feel me? You, you get what I'm saying? So so look, a big thing a thing about why I do what I do is that niggas get sent off daily. Mm-hmm. Literally get sent off daily. All, all artists in America get sent off fucking daily. I want like perfect example. Chance the rapper when he first gets really famous is talking all this hoopla about being an independent artist, mm-hmm. but not once did he actually tell motherfuckers how to be an independent artist. That's true. He was telling them, you don't want a manager. Don't sign a manager deal. You don't want to go to a label. Don't sign to the label. Well, well, who the fuck is teaching them how to actually function as independent artists, man? Because you ain't telling them shit. You just tell them what not to do. You ain't getting no solution. I mean, right? he had a he had a manager. And that, right, he had he had uh, what's what was dude name? I forget. Pat, the white boy. Pat the manager. Pat the manager. I think his name was. Somewhere. I think uh, that was there. Um, but like, it comes down to basically, and this is me getting back to the point of the blog. It comes down to motherfuckers just be paying for shit just to pay for shit. Mm-hmm. If you're paying me for a blog, 
A, yes, I'm going to be unbiased as fuck. So if I don't even like this song, but you paid me for it, okay, that's a different story. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to, well, I'm sorry, let me let me backtrack. What's most important, first of all, is that there's supposed to be a campaign, not just a simple-ass write-up. Right. I mean, anybody could have did that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I could have gave a monkey $5 and told him how to type, right? <laughs> but when you paying a blog, you, you should be paying, or any media source, you should be paying for promotion. Right. Of said content, not just the write up, but the promotion of that video or that song. The not, and then the continued promotion of the write up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, added with a fucking rollout on your platform instead of just posting some shit. Like that, I promise you, niggas been getting finesse for years because they just paid for a simple write up, which probably nobody saw. And it doesn't guarantee anybody's gonna actually click on your song. So if you gonna if you gonna pay for a media some media coverage, make sure you talk to that person. Like, okay, what is it that I'm paying for? Like, I need a you need a list of you need a list of at least five things to even pay anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars. True. Anywhere from fifty to hundred dollars, you should be they should be named to you five things that they're gonna do for you right off the bat. So like for me personally, for my with my brand, right, I can get you a write up on no more vinyl. I can get you a video on Halsted. I I will personally put. You know what I'm saying? Even some of the money that you give me, I will put some of the money into promoting your music. Like, I will put a plan behind that music. But that's just me as a consultant. Now, if we talk about me as the media person, if you paying me for some shit, I'm not, if I don't fuck with you, I'm not taking that money. So, when you talk about being unbiased and you getting payments, like, shit, be a professional. If they music trash, don't take the money. Right. That's another thing. That's another thing I think we and we go back to we go back to the business port. You know what I'm saying? People not professional. Like, bro, the nigga music ain't good. Don't cover it. Right. And and the reason why I say that is because it goes this gets into a whole nother point about media in Chicago is that there has to be some fucking integrity in this bitch, bro. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be integrity because as a media source, people are looking to you to whatever opinion you put up, they think it's somewhat fact or they gonna check it out or whatever. But basically you're you are influencing people's thoughts. So when you over here dick riding a certain artist or if you post an artist that's not that good just because they paid you, you're doing yourself a disservice as well as the people that actually check your platform out. You know what I'm saying? It it all goes hand in hand at the end of the day. And that point is and I and you know what I totally agree what you're saying. That particular point is what I relate or is what I mean when I'm saying I look at things from a, a fan. At least that's how my mind filters it. Because it's some because we get hit up from motherfuckers who want to do interviews. Niggas send us music and shit all the time. Yeah. I ain't fucking that shit. If I don't <laughs> like it, I'm not posting that shit. I might not even reply to your shit. I'll listen. You know what I'm saying? But if I know that it's not good, I can't co-sign that because I'm a fan of hip-hop. Not necessarily being a fan of a certain artist, but the game. We done seen this shit. I spent time studying this shit. You know what I'm saying? So that that that's what I mean when I said approaching it as a fan. Right. And that's why and that's why I said I, I, I agree, but just didn't agree completely. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Just I guess just with the wording, because when I hear fan, I'm thinking like you know, I'm trying to get a fucking autograph from a nigga when I see him. <laughs> and so that's why I be like, shit, I ain't never been like that. I ain't never going to be like that shit. If it's J. Cole, nigga, you want to do an interview or no? I'm not. You feel me? Don't sign my motherfucking sneakers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want no motherfucking picture. I don't want no picture unless we do on a cover photo for the interview, my nigga. Like, real shit. You know what I'm saying? That's just how, but that's just how I approach it. So with you saying that, it makes more sense because being an actual fan of the game, 
I, I, can, I, can, I get that. Like, just get being a fan of the culture in general, I definitely get that. But being a fan of an artist, approaching it from that standpoint, oh, hell no. Are, are you a fan of any artist? Um, you know what? I just recently confessed because I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm I'm in my 20s now, and for over 20 years, I've never been a fan of anybody. But that's just always been my unbiased. Like I just like music, right? But like lately, after listening to my favorite artists, man, I'm really a fan of fucking Big Sean and Travis Travis Scott. Like those, I those are my two. Everybody else makes good music and all, but like if I'm a fan of anybody, it's Big Sean and Travis Scott. Yeah. I was heavy on. I'm still not. I'm, I'm still not taking pictures with them niggas though. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had the opportunity, yeah. But am I going up to them like, "Hey, you want to take a picture?" Hell no. Yeah. The only person I ever did that with was DL Hughley. Man, I ran DL Hughley. I used to watch the Kings of Comedy. So I ran DL Hughley. You, you damn sure I take a fucking picture with that nigga. I'm weak. DL Hughley. Wow. That wouldn't even be the first King of Comedy I decided to take a pic with. That's funny. He, no, he's not the first. He was the only one there. So <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely the only one there because it's definitely Bernie Mac above all. Right. Then, 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 yeah, he, I don't even fuck with Steve Harvey like that because he went and got in the radio and he's one of them niggas that ain't for radio. But when he got in the radio and thought it was cool, yeah. I don't fuck with Steve, Steve Harvey. Steve, yeah, he he definitely switched out. I mean, he keep it. I, you know what's crazy about Steve? Like, I love his videos. Like, his, when he be preaching, he be talking. Like, his inspirational videos, I don't even know if it's cap or not, but that shit, that shit hit. I don't know if it's some of that should be cap. <laughs> Probably cap, but that should be a hit. I'd be like, damn, this nigga saying something. So it's probably cap. <laughs> Probably was though, but this shit, I believed it for a second. God damn, that nigga's a good actor. But no, for real. How about any Chicago artists? You um, I don't want to like uh, you know how you you know spill. I mean, you, you asked me, man. You asked me mainstream underground. You asked me, do I have any? Am I? Do I have any fan favorites at all? Like, like I mean, asking? like if I mean, like what kind of Chicago artists are you feeling right now? Like, n- not mainstream for real, for real, but like, you know. Like, I mean, all right. So I'm not. I'm not gonna pretend like I don't got a couple people I tune in with, right? So I got. I got T.J. Mafioso. Y'all ever heard of him? No. Yeah, I've heard of him. So T.J. Yeah, T.J. Mafioso definitely got some gas. Like, I think. Uh, I think with the like. When put in the right situation, he'll flourish. Uh, I'm trying not to use obvious ones. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody fuck with Elgato. Uh, Gato is good. Steve-O is good. But I, I mean, I wouldn't really name them because them some niggas you kind of look for already. Mm-hmm. They got the following up. They got good music, right? So uh, you got TJ Lajay. Lajay, I've I've watched her develop over the last like year. Like her music every each time elevates. Uh, jazz, jazz has this jazz has this weird star power that that fucks me up because she like super quiet and I don't see her release a lot of music, but she got uh she got this star power in her music. Jazz, yeah, J A A S. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we got we got something coming up with her real soon once we get out the oh jazz. I do know her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then of course I'm gonna name I'm gonna name my artist G. Y'all y'all gonna hear here first. I I never I don't think I actually really expressed this publicly, but I signed my first artist last year. Uh, right. Some something I said I'd never do because I had my experiences with artists and I was like, man, I ain't managing no more. But bro, um, I think he got like the good work ethic. He got good music. Hey, he has he has really good music when he really puts his foot in it. And I I don't think I've heard one song from him that I don't like yet. Okay. It's my man's uh, name is Vale. 
right now we in artist development stage, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting his EPK put together, his bio, his website, you know what I'm saying? But he a real, I, mean, I ain't gonna say plain, but he a real, you know what I'm saying? His persona is just chilling. Like, he ain't doing too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the game lying in his music. He talk about wanting foreign whips. He talk about wanting to get in the Hellcat, but he ain't talking about it. I got chains and I got money and I got bitches and all this other like he don't find his music and shit. So that's another thing. Oh, that's that's dope as fuck. Yeah, we definitely uh we definitely broke something here. You heard it here first and shit, you know? So niggas is taking applications, baby. But no, for real rap, we yeah, we um yeah, send up some tunes and shit. I mean, I don't want you to send us like no unreleased shit that you know he'd be upset at or some shit, but send us like a snippet of some shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, look! I look. He just dropped the project February. Uh, we've been trying to get the pro- the the pro- uh, what the fuck? I'm blanking out. We've been trying to get the traction on that on the, on the project. It's called Mistreated. Uh, it kind of you know what I'm saying you know how niggas be want to get in their soft side. All these rapping, singing ass niggas. Right. He's really he's really more. We really trying to break it to like a pop type thing though. Like he has a real pop B96 vibe. But he you know what I'm saying he got his little raps. He got his R and B. He got he got all that shit. So. <laughs> It's like R and B. Shorty broke my hard ass music. He got some other shit out. Um, and then we got a pro- we got a song coming out at the end of the month called uh, "Do the Most." So I'm gonna definitely I'm gonna definitely keep y'all in tune, bro. Send y'all some new shit. We got another. We got a video dropping too. So yeah, man. All type of shit. support, man. That's what it's all about. Shit from the crib with love, you know. All the time. All the time. Um, I do have one question though. Um, I know a, a few people ask me here and there, how does one get their uh, music on Halstead? Get their videos played on Halstead.com? Man, um, email, hit me, you know what I'm saying? Hit the DMs. Sometimes you got to hound niggas because, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers really do be busy. Motherfuckers don't be ignoring ignoring niggas, you know what I'm saying? I feel like motherfuckers be feel like they get ignored and shit like that. We really don't be ignoring them. We be busy. So hound DMs, hound the email. When I respond to emails, this is how you know niggas don't read the email because my whole number is in my signature. So <laughs> if I send an email and I'm not responding to your email, probably give me a call, text me. Like if I if I decided to actually respond to your email, then you should probably hit me. Like first chance you right. get type shit. You know what I'm saying like, and that's just uh, that's all you gotta do. Email DMs, hit me, whatever. Hit some, hit somebody. It's gonna get in there. You know what I'm saying? We ain't picky about. We ain't picking about what we put in there, but what I should do is give a disclaimer because then niggas really get mad. If it's poor quality, it's not going up there. You feel me? MTV, MTV Jams wasn't playing poor quality videos. They was playing the hottest shit, right? So if you got if you didn't want to pay for your video and your homie went and did some rinky dink shit and you think it's gonna go up, it's not. I'm with- uh, uh what the fuck? Uh the other disclaimer is we do not show guns on Halstead. All uh, that shit is over with. They y'all can take that shit. Back to 2009, 2010. Facts. We do not just. You know what? I've never, I've never noticed that, but that's a fact. Cause I watch Halstead daily. I've never seen niggas with no ratchets on there. I like that. You never seen one video, not one, not not even a clip. None of that. Nope. We don't do that shit. That's man. good. That's, that's really I got good. in trouble. I got in trouble because you know, kid, you know, kid got a chopper. So she released the project. I forgot the name. I think it was a self-titled project. I think it was Kid Got a Chopper because her, her name is Kid Got a Chopper. And, uh, and on the fucking uh, cover of the shit, Shorty literally had a chopper. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and in one of her videos, uh, you know that, uh, she had the chopper on her and shit. So I had tried to put it on Halstead and I put the promo up 
And Peter hit me and was like, man, take that shit down. Take that shit down. I'm like, why? He was like, because she got a gun. I'm like, her name is Kid Got a Chopper Phone. Like, come on, Let her have it, dude. Right. He's like, nah. Shout no out to gun. Kid. She cool people. Nah, yeah. And I, I like her music, too. I, I don't think Shorty get enough shine uh, in the city. Nah, yeah. I mean, Let me crazy. It's, it's crazy enough I got to ask y'all, though, because we low-key, because um, Jalen sparked a little debate. We had ended up posting on Houston one day. But he was saying that the female artists in Chicago trump the niggas, point blank. I saw that. Um, and I even feel like at the time, I might have even agreed. <laughs> at the time? At the time. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, man, G, the female shit is, is strong it right is strong, now. I ain't gonna a lot of good female um, artists that are doing their thing. Rashad. What's up? Rashad, name your top five Name your top five male artists right now. Underground. No mainstream. <laughs> Go. Go. Top, top five female or male? Male. <laughs> From the crib? From the crib. And I will and I will name five women shitting on them right now. <laughs> do it, do uh, it, do it. Nah, I ain't do gonna it, even do it. Do it. Do it. I I bet. I bet. I bet. I ain't you know what? I ain't gonna even lie You're to you. This much. nigga <laughs> <laughs> You're talking too much. Do it, do it, do it. Hey, you know why this nigga's laughing? Cause me and this me and this nigga have probably had a month. Okay, so I'm I'm glad that you asked that question. I am no, gonna I am gonna ask. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't gonna answer. So we've been we've been like low key trying to put together like a top fifty, um, like top fifty list of like niggas right now who are hot. And so we ain't got fifty though. But I'm, I'm, I'm no, we don't. I agree, we don't have fifty. So we we've been like trying to you know battle and figure this shit out. So one of the things twenty five thirty. Huh? I said I said twenty five thirty. 2530? Yeah. We'll figure that out. So one of the things that I say, like, when we start talking about lists, and I know you said unsigned, but when we start talking about lists and who's the hottest niggas, there's four niggas that we can no longer mention. Or I think we know we no longer <laughs> need to talk about and give a nod to. Oh. Kanye, Kanye, Common, Twisted, Lupe. Oh, we know we can't even name them. No Those niggas are already Mount Rushmore. We need to remove them from our lists. I mean, no, nah, G, nah. That's like saying that's like saying remove Jordan from the goat, the goat comedy. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. It's the fact of you strong, as, G. As, as time <laughs> as time passed, I am strong. <laughs> <laughs> you talking? You ain't talking. You going away from the whole discussion? I bet. I bet. Fuck all that. Um, nigga, try it. Fuck. In no particular, in no particular order. <laughs> Yo, in no particular order, right? Five niggas. I don't even know. I can even give you a solid five, but Chris Crack, right? Okay. Big Spencer. Okay. <laughs> Those two niggas for sure. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. You said Chris Crack and who? Vic Spencer. Vic Spencer. Vic Spencer. <laughs> Not Spencer. Not Mensa. No, because okay. he signed. We 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 couldn't include him. Okay, continue. Okay. What you mean? Then, All right, never mind. Go ahead. This nigga's funny. <laughs> go ahead. Then, All, right. All right, go ahead. Then, because there's a lot of niggas I listen to, but I don't know. Um, Mick Jenkins, is that nigga sign? 
Um, you gonna go Mick Jenkins, bro? All right, say less. Yeah, Mick Jenkins, most definitely. Like when I when I think about that nigga, that nigga is is an elite rapper, in my opinion. He has that potential. Um, so that's three. I'm trying to see. He's cinematic. Fucking who else would I put in cinematic, my last? Cinematic music group. Cinematic. Yeah. Okay. Um. I really don't think I could give you five that I would put like in a favorite, like real shit. Hmm. Okay. I listen to a lot of niggas, but Build it's a, a lot of shit that don't that don't move me. I fuck with it because it's from the crib, but okay. I don't know if I have a personal five. So is Dreezy sign? Dreezy is definitely signing something. I really feel I don't know why I feel like she's independent. Dreezy um, and Tink. Actually, let's, actually, let's go. Uh, oh, Dreezy, huh? Dreezy's not signed. No, she's not. So I definitely need a Dreezy. Thanks, guys. Give me a Dreezy. For sure. Um, you supposed? I, I, I don't know if y'all familiar with Shamika. Yeah. Yeah, Shamika would then eat niggas alive. Uh, little Keisha got bars for days. I don't know. She's been doing this shit for a while. I I really feel like she got slept on. Um. Yeah. But little Keisha definitely got bars today. She'll definitely eat motherfuckers up. Shit, Shauna's still here. Fuck you talking about? I can't forget Shauna. Okay, Shauna definitely out. still Y'all, here. You guys are, in you check guys for no Shauna, out. man. Time out. All right, go. To, what's your last one? Is Shauna signed? With the parameters, not if they were signed. I don't think Shauna's signed, bro. No, but she was definitely with Shauna. The she had a situation for a very long time. As a okay. matter of fact, she I, was. She was the okay. peach. She I'm was not the gonna give you Shauna. Fine, you can't have Shauna. Okay, fucking um, Brittany Carter, bro. I know you niggas know Brittany Carter. Totally agree. Totally agree. She been dodging us for a while. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna tell with you, bro. Lajay low key got bars. Low key, I fuck with it. Low key, she got bars. I don't think that she has explored any type of like real like situation in the rap. You know what I'm saying? Conviction. Cause she's definitely R and B singer. But Shorty got bars though. No cap. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta go back and listen to it for for real. Just go find them clips. I don't know if they're still on Instagram, but find them clips where she was freestyling. Gee, I tried to get her to do ten of them bitches. I promise you I did. I hit her up and everything. Is it about going is it about pussy and shit? Is it about my pussy and all right, bro. Now relax, bro, because what I'm not gonna let you do, Jiz. I'm not gonna let you basically say (laughs) <laughs> I ain't gonna let you just say all the women's only raw if they talking about vagina. No, yeah, that's not what I about. said. I, it's a question. <laughs> no, see, I don't think I don't think she was talking about vagina. I, she might have mentioned it. She might have mentioned it. I, mean, but I don't think I she like, was talking. I like vagina, so it ain't no, you know. Because I like vagina, you know. But no, real rap. Okay, I like that. I I think you guys kind of okay. I was thinking what you guys were talking about with like underground artists. For one, you can't name Sean and you can't name Dreezy. You just can't do that. That's disrespectful. Okay. No, I'm saying like they're they're already up there, right? So that's... you want me to, you want me to be completely 100 with you, bro? Yeah, I, we need underground artists for real. Not like not artists who are on featured on art. You know what I'm saying? Like doing their own thing <laughs> and they could they could sell out a show or some shit. We talking about underground artists for real, for real. I, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck fifty with you. I, out of outside of the names that I just named for you niggas, I I've never heard a, a female artist that I've actually been impressed with. Brittany Carter, 
I would I would agree. In terms of those names from Chicago, I would agree. And quite honestly, right now, I'm probably most impressed with Brittany Carter as a female rapper. For sure. Uh, I I can definitely no, I can definitely say that. I just don't think she's fair. Shit, if you if you take out Shawna, you might as well take out Brittany Carter. I don't think Brittany. I don't think Brittany is signed yet because Mitch maybe no. she's still developing her brand. But you know, you know, motherfuckers want Brittany, bro. She's doing her sure. thing. She's doing her thing with Loop Theory, actually. It's a- yeah, but I mean, but yeah, Loop Theory being an independent situation, right? So. Is Luke Theory gonna be her only situation? You think? Probably going forward in the future, probably not. She's generating too much of a buzz. And so, okay, cool. So that that was a perfect segue into like something I feel is mad important and uh, part of why I do this shit too is that I feel like Chicago should have more major labels. Niggas should be coming here for situations, not flying out to New York. You know what I'm saying? I think that's Chicago is honestly sucking on like people really forget this is the third largest market in the country. In the country. In the country. I said it three times so that people could hear that. For this sure. is the third largest market in the country, bro. Like, why are people so hung up on LA and New York? LA and New York have had their time. Yeah. New York is New York and LA is LA, but my nigga, G. There's only so much more shit they can do. That's facts. It's <laughs> the like it's we're the always we're it's always the history. It's the history of our culture here. That shit's that shit yep. has scared business away for years. Yep. And that's what's scared away. Just the way we handle musicians. Artists, artists being liabilities. I mean shit. All artists are liabilities. Look at NBA Youngboy. That nigga it gotta be the biggest liability this side of the Mississippi. Yeah, well, he, might be, he might be on the other side of the city, but that ain't the point. But that, I just, I just mean with the, with the, with the attachment of gang culture, that has shifted a lot of business. I think that's because niggas don't know how to handle their shit, bro. Like, I would agree think with about that it. too. <laughs> like, think about it. Think about it. When, when Fam got hot, when, uh, when Keith got hot, right? All it was, gang, gang, shoot him up, drill, drill, bang, 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 bang. All you heard was fucking bang and gang. Them the only two words I can understand for probably five years. Bang and gang. Why? Because we literally perpetuate that shit, and then they perpetuate that shit, and then we just look like dummies. A lot of the shit that, you know what I'm saying, Chicagoans do ain't too different than any other city, right? But we just got a bigger platform than everybody else. Right. So people be and so with that, like people be so stuck on that street shit, but don't be realizing how big the platform is. Like when Lil J and them got hot, you know what I'm saying? Uh, billionaire black and all them and shit. Right. I'm pretty sure them niggas could have got signed, bro. But they was so stuck on street on shit. Street they shit. was they was too stuck on street shit. FBG Duck. Some people wonder what took him so long to get signed. I think it was because he was stuck on street shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Rico Reckless. Rico Reckless was always doing reckless shit. That is why he's Rico Reckless. But he could have probably, he was probably what the rawest artist in Chicago at one point to me. That's subjective. That, that's perfectly fine. That could be as subjective as you want it. But I'm just saying that that nigga, not the rawest, but one of the rawest, I would say that. Look at fucking King Louie. What, what, what the fuck did King Louie do? Like, <laughs> I, like, what's going on, bro? These niggas. I don't know. Does that nigga got a deal? I don't know. He was. He was. I would put. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I. Yeah. I mean, he was with Epic. Because remember, he was doing some shit with Ovio. <clears throat> what's the name? Blew his deal. Um, Dirk blew his deal. He got dropped. Yeah. But Big Mental. 
Big Missa, uh, first fucking album flop with Rock Nation. Chicago you know <laughs> be having his, his little issues, G. Like, you know what so, I'm saying? I mean, look, man, it's like this, man. You you get, listen, man, first of all, to, to be honest, our street rappers don't have, like you say, bro, they really don't have the knowledge of the market. Okay? So you get them niggas in a room, they sign it. And they don't really know what they sign into. As a matter of fact, as soon as you sign, you can't pro- you can't even produce the content you want to produce. That's that's one. Especially if, if that's in your contract. Two, they put out your shit whenever they put it out. Which means if you go against the grain and you put it out, they're liable to, to either drop you or sue if you make anything off of that. Can't do no shows without them saying so. So these artists sign these deals and they go into hiding and you're like, damn, what happened to these niggas for real? It's because that the label's not, they're backing other artists at the time and the budget is for other artists and then they'll get to you eventually, even if they see potential in you. Or yeah. they just look at Valet. I look at Valet. I think I think Valet is completely mishandled by, by good music, bro. Yeah. It, it ain't no reason why we should be waiting on music like this from Valet. Valet was literally starting a wave when he got signed. He was starting a wave. They had six nine still in this man's flow. Totally like, agree. Like, come on, G. Come on, bro. Like, I don't feel like I just feel like Chicago is mishandled as a city. It ain't it ain't just music, it ain't just you know politics. Like Chicago just mishandled. We just got a weird ass vibe here. So everything is always mishandled. But when it comes to our music, bro, god damn, G like motherfuckers just want to get signed so fast, but then they be like, damn, now what? Niggas gotta get the ball rolling for real and 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 not have to depend on other people, but depend on themselves. And that's like I said it before, like this is why we create the conglomerate that we have to to educate ourselves and to produce this shit ourselves. And they go, listen, if everybody make a minimum income of thirty thousand dollars a year, and I'm just saying minimum, you can make more. You know what I'm saying? Or make less. If you band that shit together and y'all pitch in monthly and y'all can create a fucking label. Easy. Okay, true. True, bro. True, true. But and I think that this is uh mad important. Now now you done got into some gravy and some sauce, dog, and we finna dig and all that shit. Um you talk about motherfuckers just started hey, like, right. Uh and I wanna like I really wanna I kinda wanna dig into this, but I don't wanna go too deep, right? So let's go let's use an example. People were saying that if artists don't get booked, then book their own shows, right? Now everybody's booking a fucking show and now shows really hold no value. Mm-hmm. So what happens if everybody just has a label but nobody knows what the fuck they're doing? You know what I'm saying? Like now, now nobody's gonna get signed because everybody feel like they, you feel me? Everybody feel like their situation is better than somebody else's situation, or my homie over here got this money, or or we just can't do this independent. Woo 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 woo. Like mm. I think some of these thought, I think some of these thought processes, like subconsciously, are meant to hold motherfuckers down. I don't think people do it on purpose, um, but I think like subconsciously, it's meant to hold motherfuckers down. Yeah, oh, yeah. Go start huh? No, I say, oh yeah, for sure. Like I, I get that. Yeah, but that, that, that's when you need to find people who are willing the same that who same the, the who share the same passion, and you integrate them into whatever you're doing. Right? You could, nigga, you could sell that dream, nigga. Wolf of Wall Street mentality. All right, look, we can build this shit. This is our IT guy. This is our shit. Let's work together and let's get that shit rolling. Obviously, you ain't don't want to just start a label with a bunch of artists. You need other assets. You know what I'm saying? Every- the thing though, bro, everybody don't want it. Everybody doesn't want it. Oh, for at, sure. It, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we can we can give all the advice we want. 
but these niggas don't really want it. And that is the overall issue. For that sure. is the problem. For sure. You gotta point, show niggas. I, gotta show niggas. Yeah, but see the thing is, you, you can show a nigga, bro, you could you could take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. For sure. I mean, Keith did. Them niggas ain't believe Keith. Them niggas didn't start rapping until Keith started getting that cash in. Them niggas were like, all right, cool. I gotta get my shit together. Or when I, you know, Fredo got out of jail. All right. I'm gonna, I want to start rapping now. And Keith was saying, like, I used to tell these niggas this shit all the time. But nobody listening. All it took was him and Chop to Link, and they, them niggas started running with it. And they was like, all right, cool, yeah, now we want to hop on. So if you take that horse to the fucking water, fuck it. Cross with your horse. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck everything else. Just cross with that motherfucker. Look, fuck it. Well, just get in. Start swimming. Fuck the horse. Man, motherfuckers got to... Uh, at the end of the day, man, this industry scene, whatever the fuck you call it, mm-hmm. uh, for Chicago, G, at the end of the day, what this shit come down to is acceptance. True. It's, accept- it's acceptance. And I don't mean accepting different people. I don't mean accepting each other. Fuck that. I mean accepting that the negative shit. This ain't, it ain't no good or bad. It ain't no right or wrong. It's winners and losers. And the winners got money, my nigga. For sure. Right. That's right. People's focus just be on the wrong shit. People's focus be on bitches and chains and cars. And I don't. I'm sorry that I am on the radio saying bitches. I am so sorry, but you uh, say bitches all the time. Uh, I, I think I think <laughs> I stop. I think we should stop saying bitches. But for the for the use of today, <laughs> the b words. Um, but no, for real. Like I just feel like niggas head be in the wrong place, man. I've I've been in every corner now. This is something I don't typically break down to people because it sounds dumb as hell, but it's actually true. There are different pockets of the city. There's the, right. there's the pocket of the city with all the open mic and holding hands, kumbaya, get you, get you, ya, 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 as artists, right? There are, there's a pocket in the city with all gangster, drill, rapping ass niggas. All they know is street shit, gang banging, shoot them up, bang, bang, gang, gang, right? Right. And then there's the pocket of, of the industry or scene or whatever of artists who are somewhat touching the industry for real, know somebody within the industry, are in are within the industry circles, are actually trying to get to that next level. You know, those are the three pockets that we deal with. And in the, within the three pockets, bro, it's it's over thousands of artists. Gee, everybody thinks they're an artist. Everybody writes poetry. Yep. Everybody fucking makes a beat. It's so fucking simple. Everybody does it. Right? So then... That's what we get to the important shit. What I do, branding. Niggas need to understand branding, marketing. You know what I'm saying? What makes me stand out? You know what I'm saying? Because the reason why I told you to name your five favorite artists, five favorite male artists, something that we, something we came up with in the conversation, which is actually true, is that most male artists all sound the same. Yeah, which is why this shit is hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Most of these niggas rap the same. Yeah. Most niggas most niggas, and, and these, this is why most people don't get on, because they don't actually understand the music. Most niggas don't even understand the music. Most motherfuckers will fucking don't even know a, a bar count, you feel me, if it bit them in the ass. You feel yeah. me? Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of situations. Bro, I could go over this shit all day as to why niggas would get on. But it really comes down to think, look at yourself in the mirror, okay? This Because this is the industry that we live in. Look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, is some 12-year-old little kid going to want to be like me when he grows up? If the answer is no, you're not getting signed. <laughs> I'm weak. Hey, like that. 
It's real shit. You gotta think about it. Cause cause what what is the music industry? The music industry is labels trying to make their fucking money back. Are you finna sell records? Probably not. You know this. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you just have to know your potential. And so like um so like somebody posted everybody wanna be a rapper, but we need mechanics too. Well, same thing applies to the music industry, you know, in itself. Everybody wants to be a rapper, but we need producers, we need photographers, we need engineers, we need managers, we need labels, we need we need people to set up the stage. Right. You know, like we need we need those roadies. We we need all types of facets of the music industry, not just fucking rappers and, and, and artists or wannabe artists. You know what I'm saying? People gotta understand it's more it's more money to make out here than just, yeah, I wanna be Lil Wayne. For sure. I mean, and the, and the, and the artists have to understand they need those things too. For sure. As far as needing a team, yeah, true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm always I've always been in the business of starting my own. That's just how I do. You know what I'm saying? Start businesses with my family, start the label myself, start a conglomerate, whatever, make money myself independently invest in shit separately like i've always been not an outsider because i'm very social and i'm very personable i'm always in something and i like people but i always had that mindset of a conservative (laughs) like mine is mine like i need to get this shit like you know what i'm saying like my own and i don't need to 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 fucking wait for other people to do it so to speak i would like to do it with the people i grew up with i would like to do it with my homies but it's happening anyway you know but you know all i could do is wish you know i feel that so when you say you like starting your shit how do you educate yourself though i just do research i i I run look so i i go to people that i know i can pick their brain I can trust with inf- you know to get information from, or I research you, and that's that's really where it comes down to is just researching it, just seeing like so how, you, huh? So how do you gauge whether the information is worth worth? Um, trying to figure out the question I'm trying to ask you, but how do you figure out if the information is worth like taking in and 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 and, and, and ingesting? Ingesting. There we go. Well, I mean, all information technically is worth taking in for real, for real. Um. I just think it's like all perspective. Niggas could give you bad information, but you won't know until you know what I'm saying. You you hear it. That shit out. Right. You won't you won't yeah, know it's it bad until you hear results. it. Right. Or you see, you know what I'm saying? You can find with somebody else and be like, yo, so and so told me this is and then the other, you know what I'm saying? This is a chain of just trying to form good thoughts and, and good ideas to where you come up with a solid plan. It's like, all right, cool, this is what I want to do. So I like personally I got a management. My management's out in New York, but it's family. Like my cousin managing me, he got his own media company out there, and he has, you know, some 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 insight, and he's got some intel with people and like Hot 97, and you know, what I'm saying some people who work with Sway and stuff like that, right? But my shit is all family, like you know, what I'm saying like I treat everything like family, you know. So I put I empower my sisters, I empower my my little brother, my fam, like my friends. So I know like these are people that I could somewhat trust. I mean, family cross niggas too, let's be honest. But you know what I'm saying? I'm more I'm more okay with getting the information and sharing the information with them. Right. Uh, right. Because we have more of a relationship. So I I kinda 
I kind of just be like, yo, okay. And, and luckily my cousins are all in different, you know what I'm saying? Avenues of, of, you know, they're, they're just in different industries, right? Like my sister, she's in real estate. My, my cousin, he's in media. He works out in New York. He does a lot with artists and shit. You know what I'm saying? He was, he's, he's like, I can't, I don't really want to get into some gang shit, but yeah, he got, he got a lot of the fucking pop smoke niggas out that way and shit like that. And a lot of information and shit. So I'm like, All right, cool. If I can bridge the gap here from Chicago to New York, you know what I'm saying? Then we can get some shit from, from the Midwest to the New York, to the East coast. I mean, Midwest to the New York, Midwest to the East coast and shit like that. We can just, I don't know, channel some information between us and shit. We could get our artists to go out there and do some shit and get and vice versa and shit like that. And I don't know, like, I, I feel like this shit is happening regardless. But yeah, that's definitely just how I, you know, find information. It's just pick, picking niggas' brains and, and going to one source to the next and, and Googling shit and, and watching videos and seeing, you know. I'm big on reviews. I don't know. Y'all niggas read comments for real, for real? Like every time I watch a tutorial or some shit, I read comments and see what other niggas are saying. Yeah, yeah I read I read everything just to see if this nigga's trusted for real. Like, I'll read a review of a restaurant or some shit. Like, I'm, I'm big in, like, understanding people's perspective on shit. Like, all right, cool. Doesn't necessarily mean that I share it, because, you know, then I got my own opinion. But that's generally how I kind of go about doing shit. Truthfully, I don't I don't read reviews. I don't listen to shit that anybody has to say about anything because because uh, everybody's so quick to say I'm my own man. I'm in my own opinion. But honestly, people don't realize the subconscious mind is a motherfucker. Bro. No, yeah, for sure. So if somebody tells you some shit suck, you might not really think it suck. But since they told you it sucks subconsciously, you already think it sucks. It, it deters your experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. So I know I don't read reviews. Uh, when the albums come out, you feel me? I I don't listen to them when they first come out, uh, type shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, like for example, the baby shit. Everybody was like, his shit, his shit was garbage. His shit was weak. I I really like that album. I ain't like. like <laughs> I really like, like why do people say it sucked? But if I would have listened to it when everybody said it sucked, I probably would have thought it sucked too. You know what I mean? Why'd you like it? I. I love music, bro. If I'm if I'm going to keep it completely funky with you, I love music. I love instrumental instrumentation. I love playing with sounds. I love I love sound, period. Because you can make music out of any sound. So I love sound, right? Mm-hmm. His shit was sonically put together. I can give a fuck less what people say about his flow or what he was saying in the music because I probably wasn't even listening to it. What I heard was the instrumental, how he flowed on it, even some of his um you know what I'm saying? Even some of the note changes he because he actually sang a little bit like fake sang in some of his songs. Right. Like I like the way it was put together, how it sounded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sometimes music ain't, you know what I'm saying? Music isn't lyricism or beat or both. Right. Because Eminem had picked the worst fucking instrumentals, but he was raw as fucking rapping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or fucking Will Smith was a cookie cutter ass rapper, but he picked beats that he could flow on that were catchy. Drake is probably not even a real rapper. He's the greatest entertainment of our fucking generation. But you know what? That's a fact. He knows how to play with music, though. Drake is a real rapper. He's not a real rapper. Dude. Drake is a real rapper. No, he's not. No, he's not. Think, no. There would be no... Eh. Every, every rap beef... I want you to look at every rap beef. Every rap beef he claimed to have or had in some type of way, he's made into a radio hit-a-thon. It's not about making a diss record. It's not about a beef. 
it's about making a song that niggas will play for the next 20 years. Now, he makes bops for sure, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, Drake isn't a rapper. That nigga could rap his ass off. He can rap. Doesn't make him a rapper, bro. Ice Cube is a rapper. All them niggas in Wu-Tang, most of them niggas was rappers. If you have any chance, the rapper is even a rapper. The rapper. But Drake, Drake is not a rapper. Drake is a fucking entertainer. Wow. He is an actor who happens to know how to rap. I don't know about that one. It's a fact. Look at Tootsie Slide, bro. Tootsie Slide is a perfect example of all his culture vulturisms, man. I mean, he he, ha- he has those things. So he's a hit machine, None, you know? But I'm not going to say he does not have the shit like Tuscan leather. Like, he can come up with some shit for real, for real. That is still better than what niggas is producing today. Like, bro, he had, he had 80 writers on one album, dog. I mean, like, but some of that shit he writes himself as well. I'm not going to say he does not have ghostwriters. He has a team. Right, uh, he obviously has a team of writers, but I'm not gonna disrespect that man and say he can't do that shit himself. He can clearly I do that never, shit. I never said, I never said he couldn't do it himself. I said what I said, which is he's not a rapper; he's an entertainer. I can't really, you know, what I'm saying I can't break that down any more than the way I just did because, in all honesty, that's my truth. I don't know. My truth it's is, that, my truth is, is that this man just entertains. That's all he does. I don't know. Cedric is an entertainer. This nigga is a rapper. No, Cedric is an entertainer. <laughs> this nigga is a rapper. I mean. Hey man, we'll be forever trying yeah. to discuss Drake. What is what is a rapper? <laughs> what is a rapper? I mean, there's there's many forms of rap, right? No, 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 no. Hell no, not gonna yeah. do that. What is a rapper? <laughs> <laughs> Someone who can. All right, my my definition of a rapper is really hip hop centric, like really hip hop centric. Someone who. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we making a distinction between a rapper? Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 no, yeah. no, this, this a rapper, no, a rapper and just an artist. Like, if either you're just a rapper okay. or you're an all-around artist. Okay, all right. Because right, then, right. then, what's, because wait, 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 wait. Because now you didn't, now you didn't get me going. What's the MC to you? Okay. So, See, uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, you want to go first wait. or what? Right, I'll go. go. So, so like, so like a MC for me, uh, is is that artist who has what I would say the the total package of what a, a rapper should have? Like, let's be clear the 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 act of rapping is just the ability to rap, to rhyme, to storytell. <laughs> but a MC, there's there's a particular vibe that comes with that. You know, the the word MC stands what move, move the, the crowd. crowd. You know what I'm saying? And so, a MC is an artist who essentially has control of their presence. Master of ceremony. Exactly. <laughs> and so when we think about a certain artist like like Nas. Nas is an uh, MC. Well, see, he, when we look at someone like Lil Wayne, we I'm call MC. Wayne an MC. I don't rap shit. I, but see, that's what I'm saying. Well, okay, okay, from that perspective, yes, as well. Yeah. So For there's sure. many different, like, say, so, and that's what uh, it like. It's there's many different avenues. That's why I was trying to distinguish because an MC technically is a host, right? You have the master ceremonies, like someone who just comes out and introduces so and so. So I think you're speaking like for more of a like literal, you know, form of the word MC. When we hear MC as as an artist, I'm thinking of okay, hip hop centric, really. 
nigga, are you storytelling? Who, who comes you up with soliloquies and, and formulates all these I metaphors said, and breaks shit down? Like, right, all day. Huh? Yeah, I'm talking like Lupe, like really technical rappers, you know what I'm saying? Fucking Lupe's and 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 and, and Nas's at times and, and fucking you know saying really like lyricists. I'll just say that. Lyricists. This is what I'm thinking, MC. Now rapping is like you said, it it's it's a form of an entertainment. And it is an entertainer, right? Like so you all these dudes are rappers. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's really truly an MC to me unless you have that lyrical component. As as well as having a a, a, a persona. A lot of niggas can rap, but they don't have anything that's gonna really keep you, that's gonna intrigue you. Like when you when you look at somebody like like let's say a um a MF Doom. Mm. Like that's some real hip hop shit. That's a character. That's an an entire you know what I'm saying? Individual that had to develop that process of being who who he is. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a story behind that. There's more than just, you know what I'm saying, some good wordplay. Like you can literally fall in love with the entire Does he? the entire package of that of that. And artist. I feel like Drake question, has that. Can I ask you a question? Who won that rap beef between him and um and, he does. Um, and Pusher, yeah. Uh, Pusher? Okay, lyrically, because I'm going to take it there. I'm going to take, no, no, real shit. Lyrically, Drake had better bars, but, like, who was more You know why Pusha won? Because Pusha's Pusha, a rapper, Pusha. bro. You so know why, rap, you know why I say Pusha's a rapper? And it's kind of like, saying? and it's, it's going to be cliche as fuck, because you're going to say, well, well, all music is storytelling, but rapping is storytelling. Mm. It's just story, it's storytelling on a different fucking level, right? Uh, cause like like my like my stepmom right, she's Hispanic, okay. so uh, so like I would go to the functions right. and we would listen to like a bunch of Mexican music, right? And my my grand and my grandfather would basically tell me about how they would tell a story, but it's how they told the story. So every every right. every song, every form of music tells a story, right? But rapping is its own form of storytelling. This is why I say Pusha One. Mm-hmm. You know why his shit got more greasy and more disrespectful? Because he was telling a story, a real life story. That's why when you heard it and everybody was finding out about Drake's son and shit, and everybody was just and he was just dropping bombs off like, oh, oh, he going in on the ooh. Right? But but motherfuckers wasn't really feeling it because it wasn't as yeah. entertaining. Push a one because he yeah. wrapped that nigga ass right. off the stage. But the nigga Drake made what? Radio hits. Bring me back to my. Huh? He didn't make. Duffy wasn't a radio hit. What was the, what was the first track he dropped in response to Duffy? To, Duffy to, uh, is this that, towards that, him? That, that was not a radio. radio hit, bro. Nah, wasn't wasn't one of the one of the responses to push it to What you mean? The oh, uh, Meek uh, Mill. Uh, my captain. Oh, I missed. Um. Okay, I can't. Nah, my bad. it was Duppy. Nah. Go back to Meek Mill. My bad. Oh, uh, it was Duppy. Yeah, the Duppy free. I low key might have been captain Meek Mill. Yeah, I heard. I think. I, I think you think about Meek Mill. You think about bro, the one with Meek Mill. Honestly, bro, I don't even think I heard Drake's response to Pusha T. Now that yeah, I think the of girls it, girls tour, your tour, some shit. It was yeah. probably still not enough. It was not enough because Pusha still won. Well, go back and listen. 
<laughs> you got homework, nigga. That's your homework. I really want to hear that. After, after shit, go on. I mean, I'm going to go listen to, to it. I'm probably still going to disagree with you, bro. that nigga did not kill him lyrically. Cause no, because the reason why I say that, and this this is me being honest. This is the reason why I say that is why I can't even remember the song. <laughs> it's cool, but just let you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I can't even remember the song. right now. Literally, I'm sitting here right now, and I can't even remember the song that Drake made in response to Pusha T. So I, it it could it couldn't have been it couldn't have been that great. It couldn't have been because I don't remember. It. <laughs> I, I think it was first. This, this yeah. is my this is my excuse, bro. This is the excuse I use in every argument. <laughs> There's one DJ sitting in the room right now. Oh no, man. <laughs> I'm a hip. Look, and I, you know what? And I think that's right. I I'm think, a that, I think that's key. I, but I think uh, I don't know. I think niggas being hip hop historians makes you a little biased. That yeah, that's why I feel a little differently about hip hop historians. Like, like I love Andrew Barber because niggas. Oh, I totally like agree. Historian, I definitely. But then agree. I feel like his opinions could be skewed towards music sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna ever be in favor about the shit that touched you first. Pause. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit, that shit that really like, like moved you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for me, my first introduction to hip hop. I mean, you know, in addition to like, you know, growing up hearing Pac and Snoop, but like the first albums that I really studied was like Illmatic and Life mm-hmm. After Death. You know what I'm saying, and coming and coming from that perspective, being so entrenched in like New York hip hop history, it does create a certain bias. Whereas, like, as the time changes, because shit changes with time, you know, we we have these arguments like, oh, the music today isn't as good as it was mm-hmm. back then, and some of us, you know, cling to that as fact, but that is 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 still subjective. Oh yeah, for sure, out of doubt. I I agree with you all to a certain extent. I'm I'm very detailed though, right? And I think it even shows in like when I rap. Like I I go back and and read lyrics. That's how crazy I am with music. Like that's what I mean by like on some really historian shit. I could break down and I could see the the metaphors and the shit that he's forming to come up with the disses better than Pusha T put it in his song. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to be in a rap battle and just talk about your mama okay. and shit. So you like just that. use the word. And that's another that's thing I'm like, to do it in a way that niggas don't even get. The first I, I, I gotta know now. I gotta know what's really on your mind because you just use the word rap battle. You can't really use that word mm-hmm. using any other type of um, when describing any other okay. kind of music, right? So when you talk about a rap battle, right? What's a rap battle to you? Like when you think about. Basically, you just said rap battle, right? So, what do you think about in your mind when you say rap battle? Right, obviously. But I'm saying, like, what's you like? Think deeper, like. Um, you got two niggas battling. Think. Okay, so, okay, so like, okay, so like, the thing about the rap battle, right? The thing about the rap battle is, we're fucking how is that rapping for how? How bar for bar on bars, but but telling the story to embarrass you, to hit you in the heart, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying, like type shit. I don't know if I'm articulating correctly. But my whole point of that is that that that, that statement kind of goes back to me saying that being a rapper is just different than being an artist. And the reason why I said Pusha won that battle is because he rapped about that nigga. He told a story 
with well put together bars. Probably, and I, and I honestly think that Drake probably, you know what I'm saying, probably could have took an L too because music is also about what motherfuckers be feeling, right? So I'm I'm feeling the truth that Pusha T saying about Drake. I ain't feeling much of what Drake's saying about Pusha T because he probably just put some weak sauce together because he thought it was going to entertain me, right? Okay. Honestly, I think that that what, what was the hardest thing low. Pusha T said in that in the in the disc. Well, the dad be dead, right? So the the because well, it was new to you because no, you I'm, talking his, no the, I'm talking about the response about his, Let's the, just get the part about his father right? that he made the That's comment what it was about Drake's father. Not a lot of people was just not like, him being, Yeah, I could give a fuck less about Drake being a dad, my nigga. Like when people was all up in arms oh, about Drake's that, I think dad, not him, not okay, <laughs> cool. All right, that's really what. That's really why people was like, damn, he he won. I mean, nigga, in hip hop. Majority of the artists have deadbeat dads. <laughs> you grow up without a dad. You, you grow up without a dad in, in hip hop. Like, like that ain't nothing to be like, damn, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> right? Like that shit ain't nothing new to <laughs> niggas. Niggas that even had dads when they started rapping, nigga. That that ain't nothing to be like, damn, that shit was crazy. Like, fuck that. The the thing that stood out was the fact that Drake had a son that nobody knew about. I, mean, that that, was the I don't only, think that's the only reason why I think, like, I just think that won. everything that Pusha T said about that nigga in that song Facts. was just hard-hitting. It was Facts. just like, 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 like after everything, it was kind of like after every line Pusha T said, you kind of heard, you kind of heard this like, the shock value of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did he not? Yeah, I'm saying we used, to, we used to talk about nigga family, all type of shit. Like everything he was saying, yeah, it was just kind of like I could just hear Pusha T saying after every word, "Take that bitch, take that too." It was it was hard. Like I'm gonna tell you, like the hardest shit he said was the one yeah. about uh, forty uh, about him being on a um, him almost dying or some shit. He said, uh, um, he said somebody like man, that man being six six six. How much time he got? Tick tick tick. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the hardest shit he said in that whole song. And I'm not like I'm not biased. I'm just saying like lyrically, Drake had the better joint. But that was the hardest shit Pusha T had. But see, but see, that's my you but that's my point go though because I can remember every Drake nigga, song. You said you didn't even remember. Like, obviously, that one wasn't time. memorable. Like, my nigga, like it wasn't it wasn't memorable for the rap battle that I thought I was listening to. Conversation again one day. One day. Let's bring it up again. Y'all y'all listen to it one more time. We definitely got part two yeah, push we'll, T and because I right. want to know who. Oh yeah, most definitely. This is definitely we're gonna have to part two this shit another day. <laughs> That's facts, but yeah, my G, um, man, wow, what a conversation, my um, yeah, we we've been yeah, over we this t- for a minute, <laughs> 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 but um. We appreciate just just the wealth of information and the jewels and shit you gave, you know what I'm saying, from your perspective and just, you know, being in your in your position yeah. and doing what you do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We definitely, as we already just stated, you know what I'm saying, we'd love Man, to I'm have on social media. Uh, I'm back uh, before we get out of here, uh, let people know how they can find you. M-A-D-E-X-M-U-N-E-Y. Um, but if you, you know what I'm saying, if you search Mayor Money, you'll find pretty much all my shit, no cap. Like, my Facebook, my Twitter, probably everything. Like, everything is Mayor Money. M-A-Y-O-R-M-U-N-E-Y. You can't miss me. For sure. For sure, for sure. Definitely, man. Um, yeah. That was beautiful. For sure, that was for sure. Beautiful. As usual, you know, thank you for all the um, the listeners, you know, all of our subscribers right. who fuck with Fellas, us. Stay fresh, the week stay blessed. And uh, it's the What Up Joe podcast. We out.